morning. Welcome along to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Delighted to see you, as always, on a Thursday, joined by the legends, Supermac and Gibble. Good morning, lads. Good morning, Good morning guys. Steve. Good to see you, and as always, plenty to talk about uh, with regards to Newcastle United. And uh, big news, and uh, Tom Dixon was straight in with it. He says, question for Malcolm and John, are you happy with a Carabao Cup draw? And uh, who would you like to have in the Champions League draw? So here we are, John. Um, yeah. we're, we're, the season's kick-started now. And um, yeah, cup draws uh, are, are, are what we're talking about to start with. The Carabao Cup draw last night, um, I thought we were going to get Liverpool again because there wasn't many balls left in the uh, in the bowl. Um, yeah. But it was, it's Man City at home. Um, so what's your thoughts on that one, first of all, John? Well, it's it's like pulling your teeth out with a pair of pliers, really. But, um, uh, I mean, I could have done without it. As all the names came out, Steve, you know, and I was thinking, great, you know, we can't play Arsenal, we can't play Liverpool, we can't play Man United. All these names were out. And I forgot all about City. So I think, oh, we're going to get a good draw. We're going to get a good draw. Newcastle at home, great. Manchester City, not so great. I mean, uh, there should be a law against it, but, the, but the law that actually applies is the law of averages. And considering we, when we got to the final last year, we started with Tranmere Rovers. We're now starting with Manchester City. It's slightly different. And uh, the, the kudos is a, a bit, bit bigger. I mean, they are the class act in the league. There's other class acts, but they are class acts. The only, the only good thing, I guess is there's not replays. So we don't have to go to Manchester City. It's all done and dusted up here. And mm. if at 90 minutes it's a draw, we'll go to we'll go to penalties. And so I keep thinking of the first 70 minutes against Manchester City up here last season and trying to forget the last 20 minutes against Manchester City up here last season. We got to 3 1 and um, you know but I mean, if we've got if if we've got Peg Bagner was three three, we've got a penalty shootout. Listen, it's what it is. I mean, you know, tonight we'll get a draw in the uh, in the Champions League, and it'll be equally as hard as Man City because pot one and pot two includes all the top sides, so we can't avoid yeah. them tonight. You know, we'll, we'll come to that. We'll, we'll come. We'll come. We'll come to that because I want to know who you want. But we'll come to that in a minute. Malcolm, yeah. Carabao it's, Cup, it's, Man City. It's <laughs> Well, they're the best in Europe, aren't they? And, and they proved that at the end of last season. Um, so it doesn't come any tougher than that. But uh, you've got to dispose of sides like this if you've got any intention of winning the trophy. So, um, you know, and, and uh, they'll be uh, almost as tough to follow if Newcastle do do well. But uh, but I, I would take... Um, a, a, I would I would take a, a lot of pluses from the from the game at um, over in Manchester earlier this season. Um, that uh, I I thought Newcastle they were able to keep Manchester City down really to the one shot that uh, that decided the game. And uh, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a tough one, a really tough one. But uh, uh, but let's hope that. The, that the team go out with a with a thoroughly positive attitude against Manchester City, because if you haven't got a positive attitude against them, they, they're going to spank your bum. That's I mean, the sure. one the one certain thing is that we'll put out our first team because we went to yeah. 
we went to Tranmere Rovers in what was our first round last season. It's about the third round, and we put the reserves out on the main. And you, that tends to happen in the League Cup early rounds. Mm. But if you want to play Man City at home in front of your own fans, you're going to have to put the first team out. The only trouble is if they put the second team out, their second huh? team's almost as good as their first. <laughs> <laughs> that's Make sure it. Make sure it says. Mike Stewart says you've got to beat them if you want to win the cup, which I think is, yeah. is great. And and to kind of phrase says, what respect do you think they'll give us? Do you think they'll play a weekend side? But Malcolm John's just said it. A weekend yeah. side with Man City is just as good as the side that they would start with. Whatever eleven players they put out, that's not a weekend side. And I mean, the, the difficulty is, and people do say, and it's absolutely right, guys, they do say, well, when you get a, cup, a tough draw, you always say, well, you've got to beat the good sides to win the trophy. That's right. Yes. But I mean, if you're harsh, if you're harsh, last year, you know, if you look at who we played, the first good side we played, allegedly good side, was Manchester United. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they beat us at <laughs> Wembley. We, the sides we played, and I'm trying to think out loud, it's that long ago, did we play Palace and somewhere en route? Uh, we didn't have a tough, tough, we didn't have what we call a top six elitist side mm-hmm. until the final in Man City are better than Man U. But, hey, Man City didn't win this cup last season, so they got knocked out. Yeah, Southampton knocked out City last season, John. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it can happen. And the biggest certainty is they're not going to do the quadruple this season, Man City, and uh, because that's never been done. The, the, the mm-hmm. treble is rarely done. They're not going to do the quadruple. And let's put it another way. If they then produce a pecking order of what they want to win, they're going to put... The Champions League in the Premier League, first or second, whichever way around they want. Then the FA Cup third. And the League Cup's bottom of their list. So, you know, all is not lost by any means. It could have been a darn sight easier. I would rather have been at home to uh, Salford and had Gary Neville and all that mob up in the director's box and give them a right old smacking. <laughs> then have to play Manchester City. But you get what you get. Yeah, you do. Uh, Champions League draw. Lots of questions coming in, by the way, guys. Jordy Toombalife, Tim Gill, I've got your questions ready to come up. Uh, Champions League draw, John. Um, yes. This is, you, you mentioned potentially Newcastle getting the group of death. Um, I mean, pot, pot one and pot two are fascinating, aren't they? You, you know, you've got pot one, Man City, Sevilla, Barcelona, Napoli, Bayern Munich, PSG, Benfica and Feyenoord. Pot two, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Inter Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, RB Leipzig, Porto and Arsenal. And in the rehearsal, um, Newcastle United drew Real Madrid, PSG and RP Leipzig. Right. Well, we won't get them then because you never get the same as the rehearsal. But, uh, I mean, the only thing for certain is that we're not going to get Man United, Man City and Arsenal, isn't it? That's but, right. that's, but that's about the only mm-hmm. lot. Hey, if you're in pot four, you you know, it's not like the one-off draw we've just had with City when we could have got Salford at home. When you're in the Champions League, you get pot one, pot two and pot three. So all the sides are 
theoretically higher rated than you. So you yeah. can't avoid good teams. And in a way, you know, we don't want to avoid good teams. It's a group stage. So we have six games. We don't want to avoid a real Madrid or a Barcelona or a Bayern Munich, do we? We want to actually play them. We want to play them. You know, I don't want a pot one team, you know, going through your list, Eva, forget who they it's just a bit sort of unattractive in terms of history. I'd rather have a, a, a top pot one team and pot two will take Real Madrid. Although to be truthful, we want an easier pot two because we want to finish second top, if if not top, don't we? To get through. But it ain't easy. This isn't easy, and this is going to be big sites. So let's embrace it and let's have a bit of fun and wonder which one of the giants we're going to get tonight, which will be good fun to play them again. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I keep reiterating that I want Real Madrid is because historically they are the kings of Europe. Historically, they've won more European Cups, Champions Leagues than anybody else. And they're the one team I haven't seen us play. I've I've seen us play in Europe against Barcelona. I've mm-hmm. seen us play in Europe against Inter Milan, etc., etc. So let's have a new one that's really, really big. Bayern Munich with uh, Harry Kane would be interesting as well, wouldn't it? Mm. What's your thoughts on the Champions League draw, Malcolm? Any preference? Uh, well... You can look at it two ways. You you can look at the the three groups above Newcastle's group and and they can frighten you to death. Or you can rub your hands and say, we're in for some fantastic football. Um, And and hopefully that uh, in that fantastic football that we can actually um, score enough goals to win games. And... uh, uh, so I, I think we've all just got to thoroughly look forward to it. it it's a, um, it, it's it's a wonderful, unique challenge for the players to get out there playing in the in the top competition in the world, um, and uh, at non-international level anyway. Um, and uh, I, I can't I can't wait for it to to get started absolutely absolutely yeah yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah it, and it, it's going to be really great experience for so many of the players who who haven't played at this level beforehand you know and they, they, there's an awful lot to learn uh, and uh, certainly in the champions league you've got to learn how to how to manage a match how to manage the game over those 90 minutes, which I I found, in all honesty, that's what I found Newcastle lacking against Liverpool. They didn't manage their game, um, particularly when they got into the last 20 minutes. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and there was no sort of real last 20-minute plan. It was just... I mean, and, and you've got to be really clever when you're playing in the Champions League. By heavens, it's it's one hell of a competition against brilliantly organised sides, and so you've got to be on your toes right away from the very first whistle to the last. I mean, the good the good part of the good thing about being in the Champions League 
is the hours we are sitting in now, guys. The hours mm. just before the draw. Three weeks before the draw, four weeks is too far away. Now we are sitting there anticipating the draw in a few hours' time. I mean, mm. and, and going through all the possibilities. Imagine, I mean, we've, we've all been to Monaco. Can you imagine a Newcastle um, contingent out there at this moment sitting with the sun glinting on that harbour and the, the blue sky <laughs> and the waves and the bobbing boats and sitting there and shutting eyes and feeling the, the, the sun rays and saying, is it going to be real Madrid or is it going to be Barcelona? And do we want to go across and see Harry Kane in those ridiculous leather shorts or where we're going to go to? Uh, I mean, it, this is the wonderful... It's almost the best time of the lot because your mind can run riot between now and five o'clock. And at five o'clock, reality sets in and you realise your first game's away to Real Madrid and uh, you're saying, oh, crikey, I hope we don't get really turned over. But it's fun. Yeah. And, and we've waited 20 years for today, for to be in the draw, for to be in the draw for today, and we're not in a qualifying situation. You know, what's just happened last night, the Glasgow Rangers, where they got the trousers taken down oh. and uh, the backside well tanned uh, by PSV. That ain't mm. going to, and therefore they're now in the Europa League and the eyes are watering. That ain't going to happen to us. There's not a qualif. We haven't taken part in the qualifying groups that have been going on for the Champions League. We're straight into the group part, which is fabulous because you're guaranteed your six matches at least, aren't you? Whether you get out the group or you don't. So it's great. It's smashing. I've recovered from the Manchester City thing last night, only just uh, because I can look forward to tonight. Okay, Malcolm, you mentioned the Liverpool game. Let's let's look back at that. It was um, it was a hard one to take. My my assessment was, had I come out of the ground and it was a one-one draw, I would have been disappointed. I would have felt as if we should have won that game, um, and we threw it away. After a two-one defeat, in the style and the way that it happened, I was shell shocked. Yeah, well, I I, I thought it was. Uh, um... The game in the last 15 minutes, I thought it was badly managed. Mm. Um, that you're 1-0 up against a hell of a good side in Liverpool um, and very experienced. Um, they, and they were reduced to 10 men so that, uh, so that Newcastle had that extra advantage anyway. Well, you're 1-0 up with 15 minutes to go. Kill the game. Just absolutely kill it, but no, we were flooding forward. Careful, everybody was was flooding forward, and um, and okay. So Liverpool, uh, um, they they weren't exactly put leaving two men on the halfway line. It wasn't working like that. But the speed with which they can attack, um, they can go off the edge of their penalty area um, at, at, at high velocity. Um, which is exactly what happened, and um, and so you, you you've got to take absolute precaution so that uh, so that you don't get caught out in those last few minutes. And I and I I just felt that it was that the game was lost as much to naivety Newcastle's naivety as as for any other reason and. Um, 
and you think, ah, come on, we're it's the we're coming into the last few minutes, kill the game, um, and uh, and okay, so so that uh, midfield isn't flooding forward, the defenders aren't going forward, just sit back, keep it absolutely safe, so that there there can't be uh, all of a sudden. Um, flying attacks from Liverpool. That, the, that there's enough numbers there. At one nil, for heaven's sake, just kill the game off. You know, and I, I, I uh, and I spent uh, three seasons at, at Arsenal, and they were one of the best ever. Um, with, with a coach Don Howe, who, who created this this system that you you could just kill a game, um, and uh, I just found it dreadfully naive the way in which Newcastle didn't change the game as time progressed. Um, 1-0 up, make sure it stays that way. Okay, what was your views, John, when you left the ground? I mean, um, we've seen oh. some defeats at St James's over the years, but that was a hard one to take, wasn't it? Oh, stunned, stunned, stunned. Because I think, we, you know, we've paid tribute and honour and homage to Newcastle United from Eddie Howe to his coaching uh, um, team to his physical team of players. We've paid tribute right from the beginning of last season till now and rightly so. But I think in most departments, we got it wrong on Saturday. Mm. We got it wrong. I mean, for goodness sake, I mean, I agree with Malcolm absolutely. Once you get the 10 minutes from time, yeah. which we were 10 minutes from time and one nil up and 11 men against 10. And, yeah. and then we were on injury time when they scored the winner. But before that, for goodness sake, they were down to 10 men after half an hour. There was an hour left and we were one up and we are one up already. Now, we could have killed the game the other way. In the rest of the first half, in the beginning of the second half, if we'd scored a second goal, the game was killed in. in, in but we didn't look like... I didn't think we went 11 against 10 when it initially happened. I didn't think we went about our, our game correctly. At the beginning of the second half, I'm saying to myself, this, this is going to go wrong because even when we were tacking... We weren't attacking with the verve against Villa. We weren't attacking with ideas. Then what happens? Two of our best players in my eyes, Anthony Gordon was killing them. Yes. He got he got Alex, Trent Alexander Arnold booked in the first six minutes. I agree, it shouldn't have been a book and it should have been a foul against uh, Gordon who shoved him over the touchline and he threw the ball back on. That was a harsh booking, but never mind. It was a booking. Now, then when Trent Alexander on then took out um, took out Gordon, he should have been red-carded. There's, yes. there's no question, there's no question yeah. about that. And, and, then, and the referee, John, was going for his pocket and he realised he'd already booked him and, and whipped his hand away. Yeah, yeah. But it changed his mind. But that's our fault, not theirs or the refs, that we didn't cash in because we went to 10 anyway. Yeah. We went to 10 with with uh, Van Dijk. Which, but, I mean, it, Trent Alexander then gives away the goal. It was his mistake. The ball won under his foot. It left Gordon clear to go and finish. Mm -hmm. 
and finished well. You know what? From then onwards, he was terrified of Gordon because of Gordon's pace. One of them and go on either side. He's terrified to touch him because he realised if we touch him once, he'd be sent off. But, but if he just had a missed time of tackle, and by the way, the one thing he couldn't do was tackle Trent Alexander. He couldn't tackle a fish supper. I mean, that's that's what's wrong with him. That's why they tried him in midfield. He's great on the hoof going forward. He's not good defensively. And he was terrified of this guy. Because if I get it wrong, I'm sent off. I've already should have been sent off. I've already given away a goal. I'll be sent off. We'll be with nine men. He then touch him. So what do we do? We don't feed Gordon. We take him off. Mm. We take him off when he's got Trent Alexander-Arnold on toast. Buttered, hot butter melting, the yeah. whole kit and caboodle. We take him off. Not only do we take him off, we take Tenali off, who's doing terrific as well. And and we we all of a sudden, I'm certain with hindsight, I'm not having a go at Eddie because he's got so much in the credit column, he's bound to get a minus. But if you accept the load of praise, you've got to accept criticism on the very odd occasion. It is mm-hmm. warranted. And that was a massive mistake. And I'm deep down in his heart, we're all human, we all make mistakes. The best managers make the fewest mistakes. And Eddie Howe makes only a few mistakes. But bringing off Gordon, I thought, was an absolute clangor. All of a sudden, we're, mm-hmm. we're 11 against 10. We're only one goal. We've missed a couple of chances. Almirin missed a chance. And their substitutions were clever. I thought Klopp did well with his substitutions. He got people in the middle of the park. They produced yeah. more, more of a backbone. He was clever in his substitutions. We were naive in his substitutions. And Klopp is, it drinks to Eddie, you know. Eddie, as a manager, both at Bournemouth and Newcastle United, I think it's something like 13 times he's played club and he's never beaten them once. Mm. Never beaten them once. Now, you can't tell me that's 13 flukes. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Although I've got to say, what happened last season normally way and what happened here left a lot of... T- how Liverpool have uh, won their last three games against us, the two last season in this... I'll stand tapping because, but really, it was our fault. It was self-inflicted. We our mm. defeat was self-inflicted. And you know what we've done now? Sorry, uh, sorry, Steve. You know what we've done now? We've suddenly put a little bit of pressure on ourselves that wasn't there because we've lost at Man City. No shame or anything in that whatsoever. But we've now lost Liverpool, and we're brightening away. That's not easy. That, that's not as hard as some people think, but it's not easy. And we can't afford to go three gate, three defeats on the trot. No way we can afford three defeats on the trot in the league. When we got three defeats on the trot last season, all 2-0, one of them was the League Cup final. So that didn't damage our final position in the league. It was only two defeats on the trot. We've got to go down there now. We must avoid defeat. And if at all possible, we must win. Three defeats on the top would be unthinkable in mm. to to then stew over that for a fortnight if the international break. Yeah, I've got to ask this question from David John Cook. He says, "Do you think that he's getting too predictable with his substitutions, Malcolm?" Um, obviously, the first few games he's gone with the same kind of substitutions. You've managed a team, you know, you know, quite a few years back. You were at Fulham, obviously, and did you do that? Did you have favourites? Did you think I've got to give them game time? Obviously, there was less substitutions in your day. Well, there was. There was only the one. Yeah. And uh, so uh, 
you, you held that back in case you got an injury mm -hmm. um and uh it, you, you weren't able to 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 make substitutions on a tactical basis back then um so um it, but with this sort of huge number of substitutes that you can bring on what i don't think is happening is that newcastle they've got a terrific plan a but i don't see a plan b so that when the when the game changes or it needs to be changed that we we can just switch it um tactically on the field um and uh and finish with the outcome that we want um and so uh I, I finished up after after that game on on Sunday. I finished up. I was so bloody angry because I didn't see simple things that needed to be done. Um, I didn't see things tightening up at the back in those last few minutes. That that players were were flooding forward at times. And I, and I just feel that you've got to put the skids on them. Mm. In the last few minutes, for heaven's sake, you, you, you make sure that you keep it absolutely safe. That first, that the equalising goal of Liverpool's, it actually came off the edge of the Liverpool box. Bom, 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 bom. Thank you very much. Um, and, and, the, and the fellow struck. And... and Still nothing was learned from that. And he scored an almost identical goal just a, a, a short while later. And that won the game. And I, and, and I didn't... So I'm, I, it's just a, 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 bit of, a bit of a lack of, um, of professionalism, I think. Uh, hold, Sorry, no worries, Malcolm. I'll take you out. Um, what's your <laughs> what's your thoughts on the substitutions, John? Um, yes, they they are predictable at the moment because you've got Barnes and Wilson, and you know that haven't spent huge money on Barnes. He's going to try to get him on, and Wilson he's loved from way back in the Bournemouth days, and he is in England centre forward. Uh, so he's going to try to get them on. You know, I. We don't know what's going to happen this weekend in terms of team selection, but I don't think it'll all be predictable this weekend either. So it's going to be fascinating to see what team Eddie puts out this weekend um, because there's all sorts of possibilities. Uh, we've gone with an unchanged team for three games and while other subs have been used, we know that the first two to be used in the second half has always been Harvey Barnes and Callum Wilson. Um, and so it proves. So it has been predictable so far. It'll be interesting to see how predictable it is this weekend, both in his starting eleven as well as his subs that he brings on. But, um, you know, I, I think this is a huge pressure game now. Because of that Liverpool mm. result, it is a huge, huge pressure game because we've got to avoid... 
defeated Brighton. Got to win if if at all possible. And it's capable, by the way. Brighton, if I think I said last week when they were top of the league after two games and everybody's saying what a wonderful side they are, for goodness sake, they'd only beaten Luton and Wolves who will be in relegation uh, fight this season. And then the first time they played a half-decent side, West Ham at home, they got cuffed. So both sides are on a revenge mission. They'll be saying, well, we've got to win against Newcastle at home because we've just lost to West Ham and the bubbles burst. Pardon the pun. Uh, but, you know, so that we're both on this recovery mission, but it won't be a, a stroll along the seafront at Brighton. No, they'll, they'll make life difficult. They'll make life difficult. And if we just can't afford to go into an international break of a fortnight to stew over three successive defeats. That must be avoided. Now, if yeah. we go down there and win... We confine Liverpool to just a one-off bad day at the office. Mm -hmm. That's what this. That's what's riding on this match. We win. Liverpool is filed under bad day at the office. Well, we it wasn't win. a bad day, John. It was a bad ten minutes. That was yeah. all. Well, yeah. yeah, but we could have gone two nil up and yeah. three nil up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ten men for. But anyway, that would just go down as a bad day at the office. If we lose three in the tot, it'll go down as a long belt. Especially with Brentford to come, who were hammered last season up at home. Mm -hmm. But again, can be an unpredictable side. They can give you a bit of naughty. Yeah, they can. Um, one for the break, because we're going into the ad break now. Have a think about this one, um, Gibbo. It's from Barry. He says, can Gibbo remember if we've lost a game to 10 men after leaving at the time the player was sent off? Oh, now there's a one. There's a one. So have a think about that, John. You might have to go to your, uh, your annals of history, but uh, have a think about it and see if you can come back. It's, I don't know the answer, but we're going to go to the ads. You've got four minutes to have a think about it. Here we go. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins. You can find them at skipsandbins.com or telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Big thanks to Mr. Vicky's. Sources handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from their website, mrvickies.co.uk, or by telephoning 01768 210102. A big thanks also to New Workwear. Uh, you can find them at newworkwear.com. They are an agile and dedicated workwear provider. Welcome back as well to United Travel. Uh, they are a UK coaches firm. And they are based in uh, the Northeast. They've got 2024 tours, and you can contact them on 01670 632 460 or mobile 0791 664174. Email info at groupTravel.com And they've got a website which is unitedgrouptravel.com. There's no strangers on their tours. Just people you haven't met yet. Big thanks to them for their sponsorship. Big thanks as well to Media Arts and they supply all the video technology. If you want to become a member and get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf, then get your smartphone and put it over this QR code. It will take you straight to the membership pack. It's a £25 one-off fee. You can also go to NUFC Matters website and search membership pack to book today. 
If you want to help the channel, then subscribe to it by hitting the subscribe button. Hit the thumb up under the video to like the video and click share to share to your other social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. Don't forget we help the food bank on this channel. If you want to do so virtually, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today. The Alan Sheila raffle is back on. 150 tickets, £1 a ticket. Win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball. End of the day at nufcmatters.com. Okay, um, it's a difficult one. I've been racking my brain as well, Gibo. I bet you haven't got the answer. No, I haven't. I haven't. Can Somebody I, will come up with it. I mean, right, can, can I just uh, uh, hit your memory, John? Uh, Do you remember when, um, when Boyer and Dyer had a fight and they got sent off? Oh, I remember that. Yes, I think Bowyer won on points. Sorry? I think no, Bowyer yeah. won, got the decision on points. Okay, but what, what was the score at the time and, and, and what was the, out, the outcome of well, the game? We ended up, we ended up with three... Oh, we got well tanked by them, um, but we were always getting tanked. Taylor had been sent off. The centre-half, Taylor, had been yes. sent off before them two. So right. we had we ended up with three men sitting in the there was nearly more men sitting in the dressing room than there was on the pitch during that game. I mean the big ones I remember were all like that one stuck out in my memory, Malcolm, and I was gonna mention it because of the, the fight. I mean that was unique. We fought each other on the pitch. Mm. Um, that was unique. And we've had guys sent off in the past. I mean, I always remember they, when we played Arsenal in the 52 Cup final, when I was a little lad, we played against 10 men, but we won 1-0. But it wasn't the sending off. It, Barnes was injured, was injured. The Arsenal player was injured and they had no subs in those days and he was too injured to continue. Mm -hmm. So he actually went off injured and we played 10 men and we went on to win the Cup 1-0. Um, right. But I that was in our favour. Okay, I've just come up with one, John. Where we lost against ten men. Uh where we no, lost no, no, against no, ten no, men. No, no, where, where where there was a reversal um after a sending off. And that was when we um in the FA Cup when I was playing. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um and Paddy Howard got sent off. Oh yes. Nottingham Forest. He did in the 4 3, it had to be replayed. That's right. Ah, yeah, nice. we finished up winning it 4 3, having been 3 1 down. Yeah, it was the other way to what these are talking about. But yeah. that's a great memory. That's a great memory. Uh, especially as the game officially didn't exist. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It, it was right out, wasn't it? And we had to play yeah. again. But that's yeah. absolutely true. That's an interesting game where, where we went down to 10 men. I think we were. 2-1 down or 3-1 down. 3-1 down we were. And, and, and 1-4-3. And got sent off. Uh, but I was elated at the end of that. I wasn't elated at the end of Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. But <laughs> no. it, it's interesting. It's interesting. I know that somebody this later in the programme or next week when we have the programme, or me having spent the whole week with my head in my record book, will come out with an answer to that. I'm sure you will. I, I, I just thought of, a, of another point that's worth bringing up, that the FA made the most 
ridiculous of decisions. Having said that that FA Cup tie had to be played again, not mm -hmm. replayed, but played again, as if the first one didn't exist. We And we had to go to a neutral ground, which was Goodison Park. And having drawn that game, that first game at Goodison Park, instead of going to Nottingham Forest and playing the replay, yeah. the FA said play it again, play the replay at Goodison Park. So in three games, Nottingham in the FA Cup, Nottingham Forest never got the opportunity to play at home. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, wait a minute. I take these glasses off. Can you see any crocodile tears there? <laughs> <laughs> great stuff. Uh, great memories as well, Malcolm. I've uh, got to be honest. I, I know the viewers do like going and we'll, we'll take a trip down memory lane. We always tend to do that around the uh, the Christmas holidays, so maybe we'll, we'll revisit that. I just want to say hi to uh, Rai, uh, who's in the chat. He's a Middlesbrough fan, and uh, we'll not hold that against him. He does the breakfast show with me now, uh, five days a week on Toon Radio, uh, the cat and uh, the red line. Um, I mean, for, for me, right, been a great week, so big shout out to you. Thanks for uh, chipping in. And no, I have never had uh, any kind of uh, any kind of date turned down with uh, the Minogue sister or a famous singer. We'll leave that to our producer, Dave. And I think we must wish happy birthday, Malcolm and John, to Scunny Mag, who does our Away Day uh, pod, uh, podcast on here. He always gives us the uh, the bars to go to. Uh, so a happy birthday to Paul. Yes, it happy birthday, happy Paul. Birthday you, I bet you're glad it wasn't last Sunday, your birthday, mate. <laughs> yeah, good, good stuff. Got there. Good shout out to Lee as well. Hi, mate. Hope you're doing well. And thank you, Andrew. His breakfast shows are superb, Steve. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, early, early mornings, but uh, I'm starting to get used to it. Junior Turner, uh, one of the singers in the Northeast who does a lot of great tracks. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, Champions League song that he's got out at the moment is brilliant, and uh, he's getting out and doing a few talk-ins. Give him a bit of support when you can. Uh, he says, what are John and Malcolm's thoughts on Bruno's current form? John, Bruno, we were talking at the back end of last season about him having a bad a bad angle, potentially. It was never confirmed or denied by the club. Um, Eddie Howe came out and said, yeah, he's fine, and, you know, he in all intents and purposes, doesn't look like he's had surgery. He's come in this season. My my view this season has been it's just because we've put Tonali into the mix. He's got to get used to playing alongside Tonali. Joe Linton, Tonali, Bruno got to learn to play together. It's upset the balance a little bit. They need to find, you know, just that perfect way of playing. Um he's not playing with a smile on his face, but I think he had a decent game last week. and I thought he looked better again when Tonali went off. What's your thoughts on his current form, John? Is he, you know, he's had a bit of banter with the fans as well on social media, unfortunately, which, which again didn't help. He came out, he reacted, no. it was retracted. No. The club, the club told him that you know probably not the best thing to do. So, what's your thoughts on Bruno? Well, by his sky high standards, I mean, he came in here and bless him, him and Trippier, not only showed huge courage in signing for a relegation haunted club. At the time they signed, they set the standard and they showed other people the way, come and join this. This is worth joining. We're here. Oh, the guys just won La Liga and the other guys are Brazilian international. They're going to Newcastle. It can't all be bad. There's going to be lift off there. They did terrific. And then he started so sensationally at Newcastle. Mm. He, he put the bar so high 
it, it, you know, it was like touching the top of Gray's monument, the, the bar he set for himself, and it become an absolute loving with the Newcastle fans. Well, you know, heightened expectation. Newcastle finished fourth, played in a Wembley Cup final, were in the Champions League. Heightened expectation becomes bigger standards to meet, and if you drop slightly beneath those standards. You know, there's a critical eye cast in your direction by certain people. I don't think he is currently in the best form of his life. No, no question about that. I don't think that he is. Now, whether that's because Tenali's come in, whether it's because he set such a high standard when he first came here, maintaining that standard becomes week in, week out, without a slight dip somewhere along the road, becomes nearly absolutely impossible. But I... I I don't think he hasn't played with the smile on his face that he's had on other occasions. I think it's getting to him. I think he's become annoyed with himself because mm. he's, he wants to be at the, the high standards he was. And he sometimes looks, to me, annoyed with himself. Not with the fans or the manager. He's annoyed with himself when things happen. And, of course, wh however well he played or didn't play or whatever, the, the, he gave the ball away for the killer goal against Liverpool, didn't he? He gives the ball away and that is remembered because it's a goal where we lose and it's right at the death, etc, etc. He gives the ball away, then Byrne got sucked in and got nowhere near it and bang, we've lost. Um, I think his form's dipped and I think the unthinkable's happened, you know. I think that privately, Eddie Howe's got to think I'm got to spruce up this team this weekend. Where do I do it? And he's got to look at his middle three, which were almost untouchable, and pick themselves on the opening day and justified it on the opening day of Tonali, Bruno and Joe Linton. And he's got to say, is there any way in that where I should either be playing long staff because of his tenacity and his work rate and the fact yeah. that we're mm. away from home, or do I really gamble and play Anderson, who's good enough to get in the full Scottish squad this this week and was the star of pre-season? And if so, who would be the one you left out? Would it be Tenali? I don't think it will be. Would it be Joe or would it be Bruno? So Bruno, whether he likes it or not, and we know he doesn't like it, is a little bit under the cosh. Yeah, I thought, John, just to answer that question, um, if there was one of those three that I would leave out, it would be Joe Linton. I, I, he's not looking right at all to me. Um, albeit, um, and Bruno is, he he's looking hampered at the moment. Um, and what we're not seeing is him getting forward and into the box. Um, he's getting nowhere near a chance at goal. Um, and and that was what was making him so dangerous and successful last season uh, when when he was getting into the box. Um, uh, and so uh, I think Tonali, Tonali is still, he's still getting used to the different type of pace of the game. Um, uh, and... And the timing of, of of runs, not his runs, but others. Um, and and there was there was a little spate uh, on on Sunday, 
where he gave away the ball three times in in about three or four minutes and it was it was each time that that he looked up played the pass but somebody had been shut off um and he and he gave it away three times in the, in that short space of time and and so he's he's still got a fair bit of work to do just to just to acclimatize to the actual pace of, of the game in which the, um, Newcastle play. But Joe Linton, I, I'm, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing anything truly constructive from him at the moment. I, and I do think that at the same time that the, the running and the effort that Sean Longstaff puts in is being missed. It's being missed by 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 the um, by the side in general. Um, that uh, uh, when Sean is in the side, when anybody on the ball looks up, he's always there. He's ten yards away, always there, offering himself um, for the pass, and uh, and so he's he's he makes himself a constant option. When when he's not playing, you can see players looking around, going, "Oh dear, uh, who do I pass to?" With Sean Longstaff, you never have to ask ask that question because he's always there to be passed to, and and in and because of that, he finishes up getting more touches in the game than anybody else, and uh, mm. and he does well on the ball, so. I, I think that Eddie Howe has got has got some serious thinking to do. Yeah, midfield was always going to be an issue. Anderson was player of the season in the pre-season. Yeah. Longstaff didn't have much of a pre-season. Um, he's brought Tonali in. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many problems. I mean, they're good problems to have, but they're not good problems to have when, you get, when you're losing games. And fair enough, we've That's lost right. against Liverpool, we've lost against Man City, but John is right. Newcastle going to uh, go into Brighton. This weekend is a must-not-lose game. Newcastle can't go into the international break uh, losing this game. So uh, we do travel mm -hmm. to Brighton. It is on TV again. Uh, 5.30 kick-off live on Sky Sports on Saturday. We will be attempting to win our first away game against Brighton in the Premier League at the seventh attempt. Uh, the previous six visits have brought four draws, two defeats and only two goals scored. We did, of course, meet in pre-season back in July, which seems like years ago. Um, and two goals from Elliot Anderson secured a 2-1 victory in the USA. All 3,000 away tickets uh, have been sold. And uh, don't forget, folks, if you are travelling, ID checks are going to be imposed at the away end. Um, same as it happened at the Man City game. So please do not take that gamble. If you have bought a ticket and you've passed it on to somebody and you haven't notified the club, uh, you could lose your season ticket. Do not do that. Um, OK, as for team news, a little bit early um, for team news, but we do know Joe Willock, Emil Kraft, both unavailable. Eddie House press conference tomorrow. We'll find out about the fitness of Sven Botman uh, and Joe Linton. Uh, as for Brighton, we know that Moda and Espinola are both out. 
Um, transfer deadline day, of course, is imminent as well for the final the final day uh, tomorrow. So there may be some ins and maybe some outs um, at the respective clubs as well. So all of that will be revealed uh, tomorrow. Referee, we do know who that is. It's Stuart Atwell. Uh, Newcastle were unbeaten in all four games that he took charge of last season. Premier League and League Cup wins at Southampton and the Premier League draw at Bournemouth and the Premier League home win over Manchester United. And on VAR, which um, after Mike Dean's revelations, I think should be done away with until they can um, be honest and do it properly, is uh, Darren Bond. So, John, uh, lots of lots of questions yeah. have come in today. Anthony Gordon's, um, Anthony Gordon's on everybody's lips. Uh, John Gandhi says, what do you think we'll do in defence if Botman is out? Botman could be out. Would it be Hall getting a debut? Uh, would Target be in at left-back and, and moving Burn to centre-half? Other people asking about the midfield situation. Tim Gill says, question for Malcolm. Uh, now that Maximin's gone, who do you think should be on the left wing? Gordon or Barnes? Lots of questions, John. Lots of potential changes at the weekend. And, and mm. I'll, chuck one, I'll chuck one into the mix as well, John. Um, Isaac and Wilson. Isaac's been the one who's been chosen at the start. But this was on Sky the other day. And there it goes. Uh, Wilson, 33 appearances, Isaac 24. Wilson scored 19, Isaac scored 12. Uh, slightly better touches per 90 minutes goes to Isaac. Uh, but percentage of touches in the box where it does count for goal scorers, 25-17 um, to uh, Wilson. Shots per 90 minutes, more for Wilson over a 90-minute period. And on target, more for Wilson over a 90-minute period. Again, some would say that's what counts. Uh, Isaac, of course, um, 3.9% to 1.7% in dribbles. But that, that that throws out another interesting question, John. This is a big one. This is a big this is a big game. We don't want to lose. Um how many positions can you change? Is he oh. gonna go big changes? Well, he's played an unchanged team in the last three games. And we could look outside of goal, we could look at the whole team and advocate that there could be a change anyway. It's absolutely fascinating. By the way, those figures, as an Isaac fan, and I am a Callum fan as well as it happens, but those figures are slightly unfair, you know. They go yes. back to the, the beginning of last season. Isaac played half the time on the left wing. Yeah. And, and Wilson Abs played centre-forward. John, absolutely right. Um, that Isaac will do a huge amount more um, on and off the ball outside of the penalty area, whereas Wilson, he he plays. Um, if if you were to draw lines um, from from the two posts at one end down to the two posts at the other end, he plays in he plays in those lines. Does Wilson, and so um, it, it, he's going to be in the box. Far, far, far more than the way that Isaac plays. Isaac's all over the place, but Wilson, he's very narrow in what he actually does. And okay, he has more touches in the box. Well, of course he does. He spends most of his time there. I, I, and that's I, not knocking him. You know, that that's the way that Wilson plays and he makes it successful. And Isaac has an entirely different way of playing. And there's no comparison between the two, I don't think. I, I mean, I honestly would would keep Isaac in the team. Absolutely no question yes. whatsoever. Yeah. However, can he get some support to him, please? The last <laughs> two games, you would think he had B.O. 
the, the games of Man City in, in, in Liverpool, you think you have B.O. I mean, you know, join hands and we'll find the living. Well, he couldn't join hands with anybody. There's nobody close to him. We need, sure. well, you can't leave him up there on his own against quality teams and think that he'll dribble up the, the, the byline the way he did against Everton and beat five men and stick, the, stick a goal on a plate. He's got to get more support. But what you were saying, Steve, you look at the team, it's incredible. I, you know what? Having And I was saying, oh, it'll be unchanged. It'll be unchanged after we beat Villa, etc., etc. Now, outside of Pope being guaranteed to play and Gordon being guaranteed to play, although which side he plays on, left or right, could be debatable. But they're about the only two. They're absolutely certain. I mean, what's going to happen at the back? There's talk that they're hanging on to hope that uh, Botman might make it. I don't think he will, but they're hanging on to hope that he might. Now, if he doesn't, there's the obvious thing they would do is bring Burn in to play centre-half. There's yes. talk in some quarters that they would actually, they're considering Lascelles as the left-sided midfield player so that Burn can continue at left-back. I think Burn at left-back is past his sell-by date. I think he's getting skinned left, right and centre mm. now. And mm. and he's looking, God bless him, because I love him and I love his attitude. But he's looking out there, pedestrian. I think he's going to be much better if he, if he Botman wasn't in, if he played inside. And by the way, please don't bring sentiment into it because we're playing Brighton and it's his old club. Mm. We're best side regardless. Lewis Lewis it's will be the left back, but not at Brighton. He didn't play pre-season for Chelsea. There's a feeling within Newcastle that he isn't up to the Newcastle pace. Yeah. The Newcastle pace. That's what know. I thought might be the case. So I don't so he won't I think he will play in weeks to come. He'll become our regular left back. But I don't think he'll yes. play at Brighton. So it's target, unless you play Liverento and move Trippier across. I mean, the possibilities are endless. We've discussed all the possibilities midfield. What do you do up front? Do you stick with Isaac centre forward or go Wilson? I would stick with Isaac. You've got to play Gordon. Does he play on the left or does he play on the right for Almiron and you start Barnes? I mean, yeah. there's, there's all Personally, sorts of John, I would go with the latter of what you've just said. I would play Barnes yeah. on the left, Gordon. Um, towards the right, and and Isaac, the man in the middle, for an hour, and then Wilson coming on with half yeah. an hour to go. Yeah, uh, because we're talking about, you know, we're talking, Steve, about where Bruno is this season, and by high standards, Miggy is off the boil a bit, you know. Miggy's well and truly is not doing a great, great job yeah. there. Um, so you know the post. The post it, it, I would bring Murphy in. I would bring Murphy in for Almiron. I know a lot of people are saying about Joe Linton. Maybe maybe he could be the one who makes it. He's the fall guy. Maybe take Joe Linton out, put Gordon in there, and play Barnes and leave Isaac up front. And that way you give Isaac some support with Gordon, because Gordon had a wonderful summer, and I, and I think Gordon gets stuck in. I, what, mm -hmm. I, what I've noticed about Gordon is he's got pace. He gets stuck in. He's not afraid to get stuck in. Oh, he's a and nasty son, so he's a nasty I think, son. So. I think Gordon could do what Joe Linton does, and it could be a different option. 
it gives us pace. It gives people something to be frightened of. And I think Mur- I don't think Murphy's done anything wrong. And I think Murphy and Neron could be more of a... Uh, you know, it means we're not changing things dramatically, but we're changing things enough. But I think starting Barnes would be a good thing. And I think Gordon and Barnes could play together. I mean, the interesting thing is Eddie Howe's team sheet. Yeah. I mean, an hour before the kickoff, that's going to tell us... So That's almost as interesting as the game. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> for the first time, there's a possibility he could, if Bachman was fit, he could go unchanged or he could make six changes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a possibility. Now, he's not one for huge changes, unless we're playing in the FA Cup or League Cup against a side more inferior than Man City. But he, he, he's not one for big changes in the league. But you mm-hmm. could go from an unchanged team, which I don't think for one moment it will be, to a team shown five changes quite easily, quite easily when you're looking at a situation and saying, could Target come in at left back? Could Burns play centre-half? Uh, what about Longstaff? What about Anderson? What about Joe Linton? What about Bruno? Isaac or Wilson? Almirin, Gordon, Barnes or Murphy? That's, that's a bit, for once, we genuinely have no chance of second-guessing the... Any how team with any accuracy, no chance. Yeah, no, Mal- no. Just, just on target. Uh, I, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm concerned about his lack of pace, and that he he will get caught. There's a lack of pace right across the back four, Malcolm. There, there two centre halves, yeah. two yeah. centre halves, Shaw and Botman. However good they are. Have got a chronic lack of pace, and if yes, you put burn in there, yeah. if you put burn in there, the same applies. Yes. We have got a lack of pace. Taking Trippier, we've got a lack of a chronic lack of pace across the back. Mm. Yeah. And by the way, high pressing sides and quick breaking sides exploit that. Yes. Mm. Yes. They exploit. Yeah. Okay, we're coming up to the last two minutes. Um, get your predictions first. John, prediction for the game against oh, Brighton. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Well, I didn't uh, I didn't take 2-1 defeated Liverpool with two games by a sub against 11 men against 10. But uh, and as we've said, Newcastle dare not lose. If Newcastle win, it's just been a bad day at the office. So I think it's going to be a draw. A draw, I, okay. I think we're going to draw. Okay, well, two, I think two. There'll, be, there'll have been a, a few backsides that have been well and truly kicked um, in a nice way um, over the past week. So, uh, I, and I think that uh, that we'll see a bit of rejuvenation in the Newcastle side. And I'm I'm going to take uh, a, a, a victory uh, two one. Two one, okay. I'm going to go with John. I think it'll be a draw. I went for a draw last weekend. I wasn't far off until that last ten minutes. But yeah, um, but yeah I'm going to go for a one-one draw. I think it'll be tight. I think Newcastle will be quite defensive. And um, look, Brighton, good team uh, on the day. Um, can't take anybody for granted in the Premier League. Let's face it. But yeah, I'm going to go for a one-one. Quick one on this. Uh, England team gets uh, announced today. England squad. Is Anthony Gordon going to get picked, John? Yes or no? No. Uh, no. But that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be. That doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be. It might be. It might be a bit quick for him. Quite yeah, frankly, yeah. It's a bit early. Quite frankly, having drawn Manchester City in the League Cup last night, 
having drawn Real Madrid or Barcelona or Bayern Munich tonight and having the transfer deadline day tomorrow, I couldn't care monkeys about who Gareth Southgate picks for England. And Malcolm, obviously he played well in the tournament in the summer. Is, is it a little bit too early for him to be picked? Oh, I think so, yes. Um, Southgate's a manager. He, he wants to see um, an awful lot from a player um, at club level before he selects and and uh, uh, and as good as gordon has been um in in the last match uh i think southgate need, will be and, wanting an awful lot more from him and you'll, you'll get you'll get him thinking i mean he's been conservative in picking phil Foden and um madison who's now at spurs yeah. and they yeah. must be ahead of gordon in southgate's mind he is cautious mm. I mean, it's the only bloke I know that wears belts and braces. <laughs> <laughs> as always, that, that hour passes far too quickly, but as always, it's great to be with Supermac and with Gibbo. We will see you next week, lads. Uh, take care. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy the game of the weekend. Keep the faith, guys. Keep the faith. <laughs>